Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Jim Hall of Brooklyn Games, here with my guest, Logar the Barbarian. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. Hey, Logar, and uh, welcome listeners to another episode of Wobblies and Wizards, where we actually get to interview Logar and uh, see how he runs games. Uh, I like running games. I do it often. <laughs> I do it about, I, I actually have, so we have like, what is it like five or six games ongoing between the different wider group that I play within. And, and most of them are online. I do the one in-person game. That's a uh, lot of gaming. Yeah, that is. Well, we also, it's not weekly. They're kind of staggered out okay. the way that they're scheduled. Uh, so that helps. That would lead to a lot of combat. Um, uh, Oddly enough, it depends if I'm running it. I am very combat light. Okay. But okay. I lean into combat because I realize there are players who enjoy it. And I have a lot of thoughts on combat and how I approach it Mm -hmm. because I've played a lot of systems and there's a lot of things that I dislike about combat. (laughs) I'm kind of curious to hear like what those are, but I I also, I want to hear what you like when running combat or like what works. So I, I will tell you how I run combat in almost any like, addition so if i'm running another system outside of dungeons and dragons based like you know a basic fantasy d20 based game like a bx or an osric or something like that if i'm running something outside of that it's going to work very differently but still some of the rules that i use and structure it around i tend to bring in often so the way that i do combat is i do not do individual initiative i haven't done that in quite a few years i am very against individual initiative i prefer systems that don't have initiative bonuses because of that because i don't like to cheat players of their little bonus the the bonus that they get you know i like group initiative especially at the table because it's very quick and one of the things i like is that i dislike about combat is that it can come to a screeching halt yeah I've played a lot of Palladium, and that is a complicated combat system. I've been able to streamline that system down. I've played some Pathfinders, and they're very complicated systems. Yeah. I lean into, you got we got a combat round. We got people going around the table. To me, it doesn't matter if one of them goes. It's the side, like, so the baddies versus the other team. And I'm very much in favor of just having your your action that you do during combat. You do a thing. There's no like like some systems will be like you get 2.5 combat actions. Mm-hmm. That just makes it kind more of, complicated. Uh, yeah, it comes to a crawl and it doesn't move as quickly. Yeah. So I it's kind of round robin. It's combat time. Person to the left, let's say, goes next, next, next. Now I will change that up a little bit online. Or even at the table, sometimes I'll start with the person directly to my left. And the next time I'll start with the person after them and so on and so forth. So different people can go first. I don't always do that, but I will at times just to kind of throw it up. The other thing is we do roll initiative every round because that kind of spices things up, I feel. So we're only rolling a group initiative. But it makes a different when you difference to me when you go into that next round. So like, let's say I win initiative, the baddie attacks, then you attack. Now, or I think it's more interesting, let's say, let's do it the other way around. So the group attacks, then the baddie gets their attack. Yeah. The baddie gets one off, good. Now, roll to see who goes first in initiative, because this next round, if the baddie gets you again, he can mess you up. But you yeah. could also, if you can get him or her or it or whatever, then you can uh, 
then you can uh, possibly keep it from killing you, but you don't know until you roll that initiative. And, and it essentially allows for your opportunity to sometimes go twice in a row uh, yes. for players and the, the baddies. Yes, it does. And I like that. And, and, and it makes it a little more interesting. And that makes those initiative rolls a little more interesting. Now, when you do individual initiative, what I've found is that it's very... I have one, the Pathfinder has this really nice um, magnet board okay. that I have, and you can write. It's got like little pieces for you write everybody's names and the bad guys' names. And you can you can align it up, and and, and it mm. works real well if you're doing a very complicated game like that. But it also takes a lot more time and housekeeping when you're doing a combat round. Yeah. I have more fun when you can keep combat quick and peppy instead of take. Okay, who goes next? Who goes next? Who goes? <laughs> That's yeah. what I do. The, the way that we've been doing it is uh, it's kind of like a combo where I put all the baddies in one, you know, ticket. Yes. And then each player has rolls their own combat. Mm-hmm. The The key thing that, that we figured out is having another one of the players keep track of initiative order. So my wife keeps track of initiative order and, you know, she lets people know when they're up next uh, or at least, you know, tries to. Yeah. And, and then the party really appreciates it to the to the point where one of the other players got her a kind of like your magnetic initiative tracker, but it's yes. got like dry erase, you know, tabs, that sort of thing. And so, but if you're fighting like 30 goblins or, you know, something like that, there's no reason to roll each goblin right. initiatives. Just roll up, just, just yeah. bring them all out at the same time. I, I definitely have always made, made the, uh, the, what you call it? The DMs baddies and whatnot go yeah. at the same time. Yeah, because that's just too much housekeeping. <laughs> there, there are some systems that roll, uh, that that uh, ask you to roll initiative, individual initiative every round. That's and a lot. That seems like <laughs> a lot to me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I and and the what I like about doing group initiative is it's easy to roll every round and it's not a complicated thing. It's just whether you go first or the baddies go first. Mm-hmm. Now. One thing that I I can say is that uh, there is this uh, initiative out there that I find interesting that's a kind of an in-between is I can't remember which game it comes from, but it's been popping up in a lot of games lately where you're going to make a dex check. If you succeed, you get to go first. If you fail, you go after. So essentially, you're not doing an individual initiative as much as you're saying who if you go before or after the baddie goes and the baddie's not really rolling, uh, rolling initiative at that oh, point. Okay. That's interesting. And I can't remember who I was it in Nave or Black Hack or one of those those streamlined games does it like that. And I can't remember what I think it mm. may be a Black Hack thing, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I get I play so many games and read so many games that I get them kind of conflated sometimes. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> That's terrible. I've I've read way more games than I've played. So <laughs> even with that that uh sort of snappy initiative, combat can take some time. How do you keep it interesting? How do I keep it interesting? Um, hmm. How do I keep it interesting? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I think often. So I I tend to lean. I am not. Uh, I will say this. I don't reward a lot of XP for going into combat because I don't think that rolling dice back and forth is the most interesting thing all the time. I, I like the role playing aspect of games. I like yeah. interacting. So often I, I will keep it interesting by the role playing aspect, by playing out the monster or the 
creature or by describing it is how I try to keep it interesting. So you're rolling back and forth and it does something and, I, and I'll, you know, I, I like to, you know, I, I can't, sometimes I'll make the baddie really intimidating and frightening, but I've often found that that's, you know, you're sitting around playing a fun game. You can't it, like being actually intimidating or frightening. Isn't the greatest thing to do at the table all the time, at least not for me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is just kind of leaning into something that is entertaining, goofy, or fun. I can be goofy and people have fun fights, something that's going, yeah. oh, and then jokes pursue around while they're attacking it, whatever. Yeah. Slapstick thing has come out of it. So a lot of times to spice up combat, I will kind of lean into that. I find players make combat interesting more so than a DM at times when they try unique things and I encourage mm-hmm. them to do unique things that aren't just fighting, um, using things for weapons that aren't normal. I will definitely reward that looking for something out of the ordinary that they can do. I tend to lean into those things and try to reward that in yeah. game. So like your sword may do like a one D six or whatever, or one D eight damage. Okay. You do that, but what else is there that can do something more impressive or interesting? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, throw dust in their face, uh, and or you know, you find out that they're allergic to pepper. So you throw pepper in their face, and then when the barbarian comes in, yeah. it does like twice the damage or something along those lines. Or yeah, I, I like to try to keep it keep it interesting. I, I like it when players try to do things that are out of out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Last night they tried to drop rocks. On, on knolls over a cliff to deal with them. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I probably should, in retrospect, I probably should have given less of a penalty because it was so far away. I gave him a penalty and maybe should have made it a little less than it was. I was kind of, <laughs> yeah. But I learned yeah. each time I play, like next time I'm going to do it a little bit differently. Yeah. So I come up next time game. players drop rocks on knolls heads, you'll do it a little differently. Yes. <laughs> so, so there's that. Um, I think that one other thing about combat, there was another thing I want. Oh, is uh, is 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 critical failures and critical hits. Oh yeah, uh, a natural twenties and natural ones are going to. I I do like the crit stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a crit house rule that I cannot claim. I came up with what a podcast that I like is the uh, the Glitter Boys podcast. Okay. Where they talk about palladium uh, role playing games. And they had a nice, I don't know if I'm doing it exactly as they originally described it, but I kind of yanked it from them. If you roll a natural 20, one of the things that is really a bummer when you're fighting is I rolled a nat 20, I get double damage, and you take that die and you roll your one and you have a two damage. <laughs> sucks yeah it's like oh that doesn't feel like a win right no it doesn't so the way i do it is if, if you because i do what i call i've been calling double max so what it is is you get one max die automatically so if you have a d6 you have a six so you're just rolling that die and adding to it but you can have up to double max so it'll be like you know the the two die added together the max die and the one you rolled mm-hmm and you add whatever damage bonus you may have. Oh, yeah, that's but, great. But you can also, since you've done so well, I asked you to call and tell me what happens. You can also take it down to where you do like one point or no points of damage, and you just trip them or whatever thing you're looking for. So you can have up to double max, or there's other things along those lines. You 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 you, you critted, 
this is the success. You were successful at accomplishing what you wanted to accomplish. It doesn't have to be a maximum damage. So I give the players that option. That, that kind of makes me think of uh, sort of like Oracle rolls. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, the most basic is uh, you roll a d6. Uh, one will be no and. Two will be no but. Yes. Three will be something in the middle. And then it's like yes and or yes but. And so like you can use that sort of approach to get like a narrative flair in there somehow Mm -hmm. but uh obviously it it doesn't quite map over to the d20 system but you you can imagine that sort of thing yeah one thing that i think too that we always that i try to always do and that i learned from light uh my co-host here when he was uh, dming Mm -hmm. and i never done it before was if you you know you you do the kill you're the one who calls the killing blow as he always responds to that as call your kill yeah. So the players get to describe the kill to me. I'm not describing the kill or how it happens. So yeah. The players get to get creative. You know, they hate that thing. Like, what do you do? Like, I did. I <laughs> smashed it through. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. people really get into it. Sometimes like, oh, I don't know. But I think that helps spice it up by letting the players call the kill. Yeah, I, I've been uh, doing that rule as well. Um, where call the kill. they call the kill. And it's always like, I chop them in half. Hamburger style or hot dog style. and some people i've had some players that are like that are really into calling their kills and and have gotten really expressive and and animated at the table i can think of one player specific that really i love i I wish he'd come around play more he hasn't played with us for for a few years because he's just kind of got you know a lot going on life but he's he's really uh very narrative in his mm-hmm. role playing, I like to play with him because of that. He's very good in descriptive. So when it comes to calling his kills, he's always really just kind of he can really get into it. He's really got something in his mind. He's telling you exactly what he's seeing there, and I like that. It entertains me as a uh, dungeon master or game master or whatever. Yeah, I like you know I want to have fun too. So I like it when the players entertain me at the game. <laughs> Uh, I, I do have one quick question for you, and we'll probably do a whole episode on this, but before we wrap up, combat is always centered around monsters or bad, you know, people somehow. Mm-hmm. How do you pick those those creatures? Um, is there something that you look for in particular? Oh, I know you're so, really into bestiaries. So, uh, oh, I, I love think, bestiaries. Yeah. I, I do. Uh, so I pick them in a lot of different ways. I don't necessarily, um, I don't feel like I pick what the combat itself, what the players pick when the combat happens, because it's okay. their choice if you're going to fight something or not. Sure. I do, uh, I do pick them many different ways. It depends if there's a module and it says there's a monster here, I pick it. Sometimes the combat comes out of the players not liking an NPC or feeling something like that's negative. Sometimes it is the random the random table generator type thing. Like, yeah. oh, there's a random chart. Roll to see what pops up. And sometimes I will plan ahead because I have an idea of something I think will be a lot of fun is the adventure. So how I pick them is a, there's a billion different ways you can choose what they're going to run into. And I probably use a lot of them at the table or and in these days at the internet now, too, that I'm running a game online. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's just whatever... Uh... Wherever the players take you. Yeah, yeah, I try to, wherever the play, and sometimes just wherever the dice take me, and sometimes the module, and sometimes when I feel that, okay, I need something here, what would be interesting? And 
a lot of my encounters, I don't necessarily intend for the creature to be reacting negatively or the whatever, yeah. but I, I feel out how the players play. Some players I have are, are more likely to combat something or I throw them in front of them. And some players are far less likely to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's like a difference between uh, your classic dungeon crawl where you're going in and killing and, you know, smashing yes. everything and, uh, Versus a, a more thoughtful sort of social game. But, alrighty. Well, I guess that's about it for uh, uh, this conversation. Thanks so <laughs> much for uh, sharing your thoughts. And uh, yeah, well, why don't you well, sign us you. off? It's, it's been good. Thank you very much. And uh, could you tell the listeners where they can find you and Brooklyn Games online? Oh, uh, yeah. You can find uh, find me uh, on Patreon at patreon.com slash Games. We put out a, a zine a month, so come on by. And then uh, uh, also you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash games. And you can find me on Facebook, uh, search Wobblies and Wizards, wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHailCrom. I'm on TikTok now at LogarHailCrom. <laughs> I saw that. I'm also on Patreon. Could really use support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.